This is Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Spreading like this Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Welcome to Marking Out, episode 402. That's right, it's Marking Out Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. You can go check out our previous episode and all the past episodes, MarkingOut.com, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, and on iTunes, of course. Make sure you give us a like on Facebook. Go check out YouTube.com slash MarkingOut11. Go check out Cooking with Brandon. Also, make sure you send us an email, markingout1 at gmail.com. You can also go check us out on Twitter at markingout. Go follow me, Dave, at Dave the Rave underscore M-O. You can also go follow Chris at Chris Dog and Brandon at BTTG161 and, of course, at markingout. And I am alongside here with Brandon. Brandon, how are you today? I am doing awesome as always. Uh, my throat may sound a little bit worse, but... Uh... I hope he, I am getting better. I thought that we were just being joined by uh, Bret Hart. No, I don't sound like Bret Hart. I don't sound like goddamn Bret Hart. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Your, your like laugh doesn't even sound like uh, no. yeah. It hurts. Backing. It really hurts to laugh because then it causes me to cough and it's and no then laugh. I don't stop coughing. Yeah. But uh, well, you, you can purchase well, some t-shirts, ProWrestlingTees.com slash out. Dave, how are you doing? I'm doing uh, great. Pretty great. Unfortunately, this week, Chris is unable to uh, join us on this podcast. But definitely go give him a follow. And uh, how was your week? It was pretty good. Uh, spent it uh, trying to recover. Um, but I, I went to see Phil Collins, so that was that was nice. Tomorrow. Yeah, no, you were going back and forth with being sick and going to uh, see good old Philly. No, I was never – it was never back and forth. It was back and forth for other people telling me not to go. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to not go see Phil Collins for the fir- on his first tour, which may be his last tour. First tour in years, I should say. Really? Yeah. Because he had his whole – like he, got, he had like back surgery or whatever and then – he can't walk properly anymore. He can't drum. Mm-hmm. Which he did. He drummed a little bit during the show yeah, on, like, the the box drum. That's news to me. I didn't even realize that Phil Collins was a drummer. What? Yeah. Yeah. Was that with Genesis? It, with anything in general, he was a drummer. Wow. Wow. Yeah. But his son, wow. his 17-year-old son, drummed. Instead, could you imagine being 16, 17 on tour like this, playing big venues? I mean, yeah. it, it was no I mean, Madison Square Garden, but it was bar. We've had plenty of people do that in the past, though, at but, a young but, age. But that young? I don't know. Yeah. I yeah, mean, Wolfgang sure. did it with Van Halen. And I, I think that we've seen other children uh, drum or do whatever with uh, the band. I got to say, I did. Uh, I did yell at some security guards for not knowing how to do their job properly. Uh oh, do tell, Brandon. Do I, I don't. Tell. I don't like to to put people in their place, but when it's necessary, I will not hesitate, because people that 
most of the employees at Barclays Center are untrained. Mm-hmm. So I'm going through the metal detectors. The guy checks my bag and everything. Everything checks out. Nothing beeps on the metal detector. I go through, and the guy goes here, giving me my book bag back. And he goes, oh, by the way, was that a camera? I'm like, yeah, it was a camera. Keep in mind, I didn't realize I had my friend's camera in my bag as well as my camera, mm-hmm. which is more – my camera goes into a pocket, so it's a little bit more hidden. His was in like a, a camera case. Okay. But it's still a little square camera case. And the guy goes, you have to check your camera. I was like, what does that mean I have to check my camera? He goes, yeah, you can't have your camera in here. I was like, since when? That's not like – that's not a thing. Yeah. That's, that's, just, that's just not a thing. You can't tell me I need to check my camera. He goes, I was like, do you mean my book bag? He goes, no, just your camera. I was like, mm, okay, whatever. So I, I, I brush him off. I keep walking in. And he goes, dude, I said you have to check your camera. And I turn around. And the guy that was by the metal detector with the wand comes over. And that, that other guy goes back to checking other bags. Mm-hmm. And he goes, he says you need to check your camera. I was like, yeah, that's not a thing. He goes, do you have a camera? I'm like, yeah. He goes, then you have to check it. I was like, then guess what? I don't have a camera. Yeah. He goes, he already saw the camera. I was like, no, he didn't. He didn't see the camera. He asked me if I had a camera. And on good faith, I said, yes, I have a camera. And the guy goes, well, you have to check it. I was like, that's not a thing. That doesn't exist. You don't have to check your camera. It's a, it's a simple camera. You don't need to check it. So another security guard comes over and goes, what seems to be the problem here? I was like, what, what seems to be the problem here? Your employees are untrained. <laughs> These two are telling me I need to check my camera. Mm-hmm. He goes, check your camera? What? He goes, what do you mean he has to check his camera? He goes, he has a camera, and he said he has to check it. I was like, that, that's not a thing. Mm-hmm. He goes, okay, come over here. Let's, let's, let me take a look at your camera. He goes, maybe he meant your book bag. I was like, no, he was very clear when I asked, do you mean book bag? He means camera. Yeah. And... The guy goes, okay, let's just look through, let's look through the book bag. Can I see your camera? Okay, here's my camera. Simple point and shoot. He goes, that's weird. I don't, he goes, he turns to another security guard. He goes, this camera's fine, right? And he goes, yeah. And and he goes, it's just professional cameras. I'm like, yeah, that's what I tried telling the other person that, that you don't take away a, a, a point and shoot like this. Yeah. And then he goes, okay, maybe it wasn't your camera. Maybe it was stuff in your book bag. Can I look through your book bag? I was like, take it. I don't care. Mm -hmm. Look through it. Nothing in here. So he's looking through it. And he goes, okay, free to go. I was like, you need to train your employees. What do you say to that? Nothing. You should really call up the... Barclays doesn't care. They don't care. Did you tweet to them? No, they don't. And even if I did, they wouldn't care. I've been that's dealing a, with awful. I've been dealing with stuff like this since it opened. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think we had problems when we went to TLC, but almost every event that I go to, there's been a problem because they don't know how to run a venue. That's really awful that you have to go through all that for a point and shoot. Yeah, it, honestly, it's like that time uh, I brought a plastic, uh, an empty plastic bag with me so I could put all my stuff into if I bought merchandise at, uh, at the Paramount because I know they don't let book bags in. Yeah. The guy goes, oh, you have to check your bag. I was like, I have to check my bag? It's an empty plastic bag. <laughs> and then that's like a similar situation where I kept walking. And he goes, sorry, I said you have to check your bag. And uh, I was like, no. 
no, I'm not. I refuse to do that. And the security guard goes, he goes, well, he says you have to check your bag. What's what's in your bag? I was like, what's in my bag? There's nothing in my bag. And I, I opened it. it. It's just a plastic bag. I was mm-hmm. like, I, I brought this with me in case I bought merchandise to put it so it's not sitting on a ground floor or whatever. Yeah, of course. The guy goes, he, he told you to check an empty bag? I was like, yeah. Ridiculous. Yeah, nobody wants to put their posters or whatever you end up buying t-shirts on a dirty floor even more so i hate when the venue itself doesn't provide you with a bag jones beach happens a lot there doesn't make sense since they're a live nation sponsored venue they should always have bags looks bad on live nation's part Uh, i agree and barclay center that night didn't have any bags either Mm -hmm. one venue i've gone to that always had a bag for me madison square garden thumbs up But Phil Collins, that was uh, that was my 199th concert. So it's going to be 200 tomorrow. Number 200 and? is Elton John. Ah. Which I won't hear any Disney music. I'm sure because he won't be changing the set list. Even though it's uh, it's been about 25 years since he recorded the Lion King soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Even though, I mean, I'm sure next year, when it's actually the 25th anniversary of The Lion King, he probably still won't play it, but I won't know because I don't think I'll be going to see Elton John next year. How many times have you seen him? Uh, I, I I said last week, I think three, but uh, I went and checked only twice. Once in 2009 with, uh, with Billy Joel in Philadelphia, and then once in 2011 at Madison Square Garden with Levon... Uh, not Levon. Leon Russell and uh, Greg Allman came out and did a song with them. I don't know if I would ever be entertained at an Elton John concert. Do you not like Elton John music? Not really. Wow. I mean, I listen to two songs that he has on the radio, but that's really it. What two? But songs? I can say that I can say that I don't know. Alligator Rock. And alligator it, rock are you kidding me that's i don't know there's What's, no way you thought the song was called alligator rock gator rock crocodile yeah that's the one Jeez, you and then maybe dog? there's one or two other one or two other songs that they play on the radio a lot goodbye yellow brick road like, how does it go what's, what's this dog is this dog joking can you hear yeah. that <laughs> yeah it's the dogs of war yeah would have been a perfect segue, but we're going for <laughs> for glory first. But how was uh, how was your week? My week was uh, was pretty pretty good and uh, content. You know, been working a lot. Baseball heating up. You got Boston Red Sox and Houston Astros going back and forth. Uh, he, excuse me, uh, Red Sox right now are ahead, and uh, Dodgers Brewers are having their competition. And yeah, hockey season's going. Football have season. You, have cares you been about. watching hockey? A little bit, not too much yet. I'm still getting into it. Still well, getting into it. It's nice that the weather is changing, getting uh, cooler out. Yeah, it's getting cooler out. I'm actually a fan <laughs> of it. I mean, I usually, I always thought I would be okay with moving down to Florida, or no. somewhere a little bit more warm. <laughs> a little bit more warm is not Florida. 
a lot of bit having more. having yeah. to deal with what over temperature that feels like hundred degrees is not a little bit warmer a lot a bit more warm I'm hoping and the next time I go down to Florida it'll be something like 75 80 well I thought about it and like then you have weather like this where it's just really nice and I like that change of weather I like the breeze it's really uh it's nice. It's a nice time of the year right now. Uh, did you just quote a Christmas song? Did I? No, not really. I mean, it's no, the I most didn't. wonderful time of the year. I did not. I, I like being able to look outside of my window and seeing the Halloween decorations. Mm-hmm. I like being able to sit with my window open and getting a cool breeze. Yeah, that's always good. I like that we're get, heading into the season where Brandon does his ghost impression. That's always fun. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's the able, one. Able to do that with a sore throat and everything. <laughs> and and yeah. I might add, it was pretty good. It was. It was. Um, I also, I like when I, some not tonight, but uh, if I have my windows open or I step outside or whatever, I could sometimes smell somebody's fireplace. I think I like that. That is nice, I too. Like that smell. Although over the summer, you could smell fire pits, but. Yeah. I still, I like the, the chilliness of the weather mixed with the smell of a fire pit. Yeah, it is. It is very nice. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So everything is going really well, and uh, yeah. What do you look forward most about this change of the weather? Well, <clears throat> excuse me. I would prefer to do like fall things. It's like I mean, almost every year I. I hope to go what was that on about you just went into like christopher walken mode uh every year i hope to go <laughs> no it's just my throat david <laughs> now i'm not gonna be able to stop <laughs> i just uh, <laughs> i can't even take you serious with your laugh <laughs> because if i laugh harder than that I start to cough. <laughs> and that's why I'm laughing. <laughs> but every year I hope to go upstate and see like the foliage and whatnot, but mm-hmm. that doesn't that doesn't seem to pan out ever. It'd be nice to go out I mean out east we have the wineries, we have uh the farms and stuff to pumpkin pick and apple pick, etc. But I don't think it's necessary. I, I think I think just in general, seeing the the atmosphere of people hanging up Halloween decorations and stuff. Yeah, I love Halloween. I mean, especially now that they have a lot of the Halloween uh, and horror movies playing on TV. I I love this part. I love yeah. watching the horror movies. I mean... Which is, it's weird. I still don't understand the, what is it, the Freeform 31 Days of Halloween? Uh-huh. How they have Mrs. Doubtfire on it. <laughs> like, I, I, I can't, maybe because she wears a mask or whatever, I don't get it, but... Fantastic yeah. movie, though. Oh, yeah. No doubt. But, that is an interesting one. And then it's like, about this season, everyone's like, oh, pumpkin spice, blah, 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 or, or uh, apple cider. Pumpkin I do spice, enjoy pumpkin spice. I, I'm not, like, that big into pumpkin spice. To me, when I eat a pumpkin spice, something, it tastes like cinnamon. 
Well, yeah. Well, sometimes they may, maybe they put too much cinnamon in there. So it's like if I, I mean, like a donut. It's like it's almost as if I'm eating a cinnamon donut. That's fine. Donuts are fine, um, but I don't drink like coffee or whatnot. Last week I said I think I had coffee for the first time in like 20 years. Yeah, yeah, you did. So first time in 20 years. Uh, around 20. I, it might have been less than that. I, I think it was either I was either six, seven, eight, or nine when I first had coffee. But I only time I why would you have it at such a young age? I asked my grandma. I don't know. <laughs> uh, she slept over once and she let us try it. Well, I think that's. I mean, it's, <laughs> that's not like out of the norm or whatever. I was around that age when I tried my first sip of beer. I was yeah. at my uncle's house and uh, everyone's pumping this liquid from this mysterious pump, so I wanted to try it, and I tried it. It was disgusting i almost cursed <laughs> so i, I think it's yeah. gross beer is gross to me so i don't know I'm, I'm with you on the beer stuff i mean sometimes it tastes really good but, yeah, but sometimes you drink, it's... you drink beer so you can't tell me you think it's disgusting it depends on the beer but it to me it doesn't depend on the beer yeah well I uh, beer I, in I, general think just, I think that just means you haven't had the right beer no that's not how it works here you can't pineapple pizza me Pineapple Why? pizza me as in like, Ooh, you like pineapple pizza? on pizza is gross. And it's like, then I say, you only think pineapple on pizza is gross because you haven't had the right pineapple pizza. I mean, I've had pineapple pizza and it tastes delicious. Yeah, but where have you had pineapple pizza from? Probably the pizza product place. Uh, <laughs> a few places. I mean, I've ordered that from uh, your normal pizza place too. Hmm. Hawaiian slice. Yeah, I'm not talking about a Hawaiian slice. I don't like. Well, that's what it is. It's well, I mean, that's got pineapple ham on it. and ham. Yeah, so. I mean, it's it's a Hawaiian slice. But yeah, if you complain about pineapple on pizza, you're eating it wrong. I I, I don't I don't think that's the same case with beer. Um, there, I I mean, you could try to pick out a beer for me, and I'll try it, but I would still like. I mean, even when we went to the Sam Adams factory and they were like, oh, this is the only time it'll ever be out. It's a nice whatever, citrus, whatever, whatever it was. I don't know if it was citrus, but I tried it. It just tastes like beer. Beer just tastes like beer to me, no matter what flavor, no matter what brand. Well, at the end of the day, beer is beer. Exactly, which is why I don't think your whole you have not had the right beer is correct. No, that may be uh, incorrect. But, all right, on to some pro wrestling. Uh, this week, Impact Wrestling definitely did it correct with Bound for Glory taking place in New York City. Yeah, you had the Melrose Ballroom in Queens. Yeah, so many matches took place. You had Rich Which, Swan and Willie Mack teaming up to defeat Ethan Page and Matt Seidel. Yeah, what's up? I was going to say uh, Abyss got inducted to the Hall of Fame the night before. Yeah, uh, well-deserved. I mean... Lifelong TNA Impact Wrestling guy. Yeah, uh, and then there was a heated exchange between Austin Aries and Johnny Impact. Yeah, they got into a, a little scuffle. Uh, up next, I believe Eli Drake issued an open challenge. Mm-hmm. And James Ellsworth answered the call. Yeah. That was pretty surprising. I thought it was pretty cool that James Ellsworth was uh, involved with this pay-per-view. I I agree with you. And then, uh, Drake, I guess it was specifically for only a New Yorker 
or something like that. And 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 then Abyss ended up answering. Well, not answering, but he came out and attacked Drake. Is Abyss from New York? I don't know. I, I mean, believe. I that James, was the James Ellsworth isn't. Yeah, and neither is he's okay. He's it says born in Washington D.C., residence Cleveland, Ohio. Hmm. So where does Mr. Parks live? Not from. Not from New York, so I don't know. Well, then I don't know why he came out. But uh, next for, I guess he—I guess he just demanded a new challenger, and Abyss came out for the Impact Knockouts Championship. Tessa Blanchard successfully retaining that championship against Taya Valkyrie. Very happy to see Tessa doing so well in TNA. Yeah. Uh, you had Eddie Edwards picking up the victory over Moose by DQ. Uh, but this led into because Killer Cross got involved, and then Tommy Dreamer came out, and this ended up as Eddie Edwards and Tommy Dreamer picking up a victory over Killer Cross and Moose. You also had a few New York Giants in the crowd, really? uh, yeah, getting in, uh, getting a little bit into it with Moose, but none of the good ones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, the the kicker. The I mean, not kicker not, not to say the Giants are killing it, huh? <laughs> yeah, I I really don't even know who was there. Um, yeah. I could waste the time and uh check it out right now. Well, it's not necessary. Ah, you you know I'm already looking it up. Oh. But continue. Well, yeah. I mean, if you're looking it up, you're looking it up. Well, it doesn't help when Google switches me to Giants Impact Investing. So <laughs> you know stuff like that's going to happen when you try to do that. Um, Brandon so- Jacobs. Brandon Jacobs. Oh, nope. That was an old one. That was hey. an old one. It's all good. Yeah. What does that mean? It's all good. It's all good, baby. Bur, bur. So there was an OVE rules match. Uh, Ohio versus everything. Dave, Chris, Jay, Chris, and Sammy Callahan picked up the victory, defeating Brian Cage, Pentagon Jr., and Phoenix. Yeah, he also ended up having a concrete Jungle Deathmatch, Latin American Exchange picked up the victory over the OGs. Yeah. Um, You had your main event of the evening, Impact World Title on the line, Johnny Impact, Johnny Mundo. John Morrison. (laughs) Picking up a victory over Austin Aries. Um, Killer Cross and Moose by Aries' side, Valkyrie by Impact's. And, yeah, it was a good match, but then the end of the match got a well, little bit confusing. Just, let's just say Johnny Impact is the new Impact champion. Johnny Impact is the new Impact champion. So, there it, there was a ton of drama because Austin Aries got hit with the Starship pain. Uh, Johnny Impact picked up the pin. Right after the last three, Austin Aries pops right back up. No selling the finisher. Starts to flip off all of the fans and proceeds to walk out while uh, Johnny Impact's just celebrating. He's confused himself. Um, There's a rumor that Austin Aries' contract is up with Impact Wrestling. And even if it is, isn't that such a crummy way to to go about that? I don't... uh... I don't get it. Apparently, his contract did uh, expire after Bound for Glory, so he angrily did that. Apparently, it's not a work shoot. 
Yeah, I don't understand why wrestlers do that. Uh, Especially if you're friends with, like, the person that picks up the victory. Yeah. I feel bad for... um... In the same sense, I I mean, I saw somebody tweet it saying, Austin Aries, be like this, and then showed a clip of Bret Hart doing the WCW with his finger. Yeah. I, I just think it's so unprofessional. Yeah, and I don't. I don't care if you are. Uh, I don't care how big of a person you are, but I feel really bad for that wrestler who you just know sold, and you, you're taking away that spotlight. You're def, You're like Serena Williams in them. It's awful. You're taking that victory spotlight. Just really crummy. So, but that's Impact Wrestling chat. Dude, that I can't. I'm watching this first time right now, and it's pretty crazy. It's like because it's not like he pops up right away, but Morrison is still selling the pin, and he's like, he Austin Aries is just pointing up at at Callus and yelling. Yeah, check it out. Jeez, man. Right. Yeah, I I, I don't get stuff like that. Especially really, if it's not like a work shoot or whatever. It's just like, that's just not, that's not a good thing. I mean, even if it is a work shoot, isn't it stupid? Um, To take that away from, from Johnny Impact? Even if it's a work spot, you're pretty much saying that his finisher, like, it, it's all staged. Well, maybe and in that, some like, sense, maybe it's just like... It, it's like clearing of the cash. What do you mean? Where it's like, which might be the nerdiest reference I've ever made. It's like wiping all memories and cookies of sorts in computer terms of Austin Aries. Where it's like a brand new feud is set to go. Johnny Impact versus whoever else. It, yeah, it's like but a clean I, I just slate. don't. I, I just don't like the fact that you change titles and then the person that, I mean, I, it's just weird to me. Yeah. It's just weird to me. Apparently, Sammy Callahan signed a new contract with Impact Wrestling, though. Uh, no deals, uh, no real uh, anything else about that, but rumor is that he re-signed. And, uh, yeah. Callahan's actually the first became the first uh, man in Impact Wrestling history to pin Brian Cage at Bound for Glory. I mean, that can't be a big thing. Well, Brian, uh, Brian Cage was undefeated in, since joining Impact Wrestling. How long is that? Uh, two weeks. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not too sure. But it's been a while he's been there. Oh. He's been there for a while. So, yeah. Um, some other things to make mention to. Not really anything. So not really anything. <laughs> so uh, let's. Oh, that can't be real. Oh, gut check. Okay. Why? <laughs> That's funny. Seen? Well, no. Well, it says Brian Cage was part of Gut Check, and he lost. He lost a match in 2012, I think, or 2013. Um, but his actual 
Impact Wrestling. He was there since January. Huh. So. But, uh, yeah, let's move on to NYWC, which takes place this weekend, October the 20th, House of Madness at the NYWC Sportatorium in Deer Park, New York. Uh, some of the matches you're going to be seeing are uh, a non-sanctioned grudge match. Big O challenging Justin Carino of the Heavenly Bodies. You got Jaden Vallo taking on Randy Summers. Bull James taking on Bishop. You got uh, NYWC Championship match title on the line. King Mega going to be defending against Mouse. Uh, in the House of Madness steel cage match, you're gonna be seeing the Rep take on the Benson Bros. So yeah. uh, definitely check it out. House of Madness always uh, a fun event to go to. Yeah, it's always a lot of fun. Like you just said, it's well worth your time. And I, I don't think that either of us could put over NYWC enough. And highly recommend that you go check it out in Deer Park, New York. Yeah, check out nywcwrestling.com for more information. And uh, go give them a follow. Twitter.com slash nywcwrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, now, we'll take a little break, and we'll be right back here on Marking Out. And this is Todd McFarland, creator of Spawn and co-creator of Venom, and you're listening to Marking Out. No better place to be. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 402. Uh, kicking it off with some Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Nitro. I was going to try it. Boy, okay. But no, well, it's fine. Let's, no, it's fine. No, I, I, oh, I probably okay. shouldn't. I probably shouldn't. Yeah. Well, <laughs> kicking off. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. <laughs> no, no. I'm, he's not going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Dogs of War opening the show with Braun Strowman uh, basically speaking about the Shield obviously uh, Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns came out saying that Dean Ambrose will arrive when he wants to arrive basically uh, yeah being so like he's stupid. on Dean Ambrose time <laughs> so stupid we've seen that recently with uh, when Seth, is go- Seth goes oh I waited so long because I made a call to somebody, and then that's when Ambrose made his big return and everything. Why is Ambrose on his own time? Why isn't he on S.H.I.E.L.D. time? Come on. How does that show unity in a group? I still don't understand why they're even teasing the breakup. Yeah, it doesn't really make sense, but... uh, None of this makes sense to me. But the, the, the first match of the evening for the World Cup tournament qualifying match... Uh, Seth Rollins defeats Drew McIntyre via countout, which, like, you could have had somebody from the United Kingdom in this World Cup tournament. Uh, but, of course, because it's WWE's mentality, no. We got somebody from the United States instead. Another person from the United States, I should say. Yeah. Uh, Dean Ambrose appeared during this match um, to take out Dolph Ziggler. Well, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say Ziggler first made that appearance, so Am- uh, Ambrose kind of trying to uh, even the score. Yeah, but Ambrose on Ambrose time. Yeah. Uh, in the back afterwards, Dean Ambrose got pissed because they called him the lunatic. All of Which a sudden. Is... Yeah. Now. And he walked off. Now he's annoyed. I mean, the guy that has a T-shirt that promoted that for him that he wore. Yeah, I don't get it. 
now he doesn't like to be called the lunatic fringe. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Uh, after that, we had the Brothers of Destruction interrupt, kind of interrupting a uh, a recap of what happened last week with Degeneration X. Basically, it ends with them saying, uh, "We have three words for you: rest in peace." Yeah, about that. We'll speak. We'll put a pin in that. Yeah, and we'll speak more about that a little later. All right, well, next up you had Ember Moon and Nia Jax teaming up after they faced each other the week before. Um, Which makes, them... it makes even less sense. I just that, that match last week made absolutely no sense. I mean, I mean, and the week before that, two weeks before that, they were teaming up. Like, no, I, Ember, I, Moon's, Ember Moon's the one that brought back Nia Jax. Like, friendly competition, I get it. It's just no. that it just made no sense last week. Right? Ember Moon was the one that brought back Nia Jax. So uh, Ajax came back as her surprise tag team partner. So it makes I, I'm really confused at all of that. But Moon and Jax picked up the victory over Dana Brooke and Tamina. The return of Tamina. Yeah. Which I was like I like not freaked out over, but I was kind of shocked. I, I think the last time we saw her was in the Royal Rumble. So I was shocked as in like what? Like is this a joke? Yeah, sort of thing. I was like, because I I wasn't expecting a Tamina sighting. I I wasn't e- uh, like expecting that either to take place. But the match was underwhelming, and the fact that you had Tamina and Nia Jax usually it was like a big thing. But during this match, it was just nobody cared. I mean, she did the Samoan and drop to uh, to Nia Jax, oh. which is a cool spot. Yeah, but overall, it was just it fell flat. The, the point of this match was to put over the fact that they announced for Evolution a women's battle royal. I shouldn't have to say women's battle royal. It's an all-women's pay-per-view. Um, but it's a women's battle royal with past, present, and future, I believe. Which is even more bizarre to me because now you're throwing in Asuka. And a ton of other, and the Iconics, and a ton of other people that could be booked. You're putting them all in a battle royal. Well, I mean, there's already, I think, five matches. This is, I guess, the sixth match announced, I think. I mean, even still, you had a ton of backlash on Twitter by a lot of the competitors in this match. What sort of backlash? A lot of people. You had uh, the Iconics, Naomi, Carmella, Lana. They all went to Twitter about pretty much their disappointment in being in this match. Really? Uh, yeah, they all did it via... If, if they didn't tweet, they did it by gifts. <clears throat> I thought they were, like, saying they were going to win it. No, it was all in response to the clumping of being involved with it. Well, they announced um, Tori Wilson will be in it. Yeah. but I, I don't know who else. I, I can only assume Michelle McCool. Maybe. Um, it, Molly, over, Molly, maybe. I don't know. Overall, I did not like the end of this match either. And the way that it ended just fell so flat and dull and bland. The fact that, like, it ended okay. But, like, with the Ember Moon and Nia Jax picking up the victory. But then after fact, you had them eliminating Tamina. And then you, uh, and then you had Ember Nia Jax. And you had Dana Brooke remaining in the ring. And it was just like... 
the crowd was not into it, and it was just forcing it. I don't know why every time there's a battle royal, it always has to end like this. Always. Well, I can only assume we'll see something else like that this week on SmackDown and Raw. You definitely will. Uh, up next, though, Ronda Rousey came out, cut a promo on the Bella Twins, and uh, asked for them to come out and explain why they did what they did last week. Um, oh, I mean, I, I, I thought this was an awful promo on Rousey. I agree with you. It I thought was... the, Bella, the Bella Twins owned Ronda Rousey. They did. I, I tweeted out, I was like, with the way Rousey's cutting this promo, I think I'm Team Nikki all the way. I agree with you. It was tedious to which, listen to Ronda Rousey cut this promo. Which I think people on Twitter felt the opposite way. I, I saw a lot of people saying, oh my God, Ronda Rousey just completely burned the Bellas. And it's like, uh, I don't think so. She kind of, kind of, I mean, she basically slut-shamed Nikki Bella, which I thought was stupid. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. I mean, that was, Bellas, really the, the that was really the... The Bellas are like, oh, we're, we, we've been knocking down doors or whatever. And, and Rousey goes, I've been knocking down doors. I've knocked down doors in jiu-jitsu. I've knocked down doors in the UFC, etc. The only door that you've knocked down was John Cena, and he threw you out. It's like That same door. Mm, yeah. What was John Cena's bedroom door? Yeah, but even still, like, that was just a cheap pop a cheap way to get get the crowd to cheer and it was stupid i i didn't understand it uh it, it was yeah it was dumb uh it, it was very much so dumb the I'm bellas like, the bellas looked like they were about to run down to the ring they called out security and then ronda rousey just beat up the security and bellas left yeah you know fun times up next we get a fun times vacation angle Kurt Angle, dressed like the uh, ECW fan of sorts, uh, was backstage speaking with Bobby Roode, Chad Gable, eventually No Way Jose, and Baron Corbin came up to him and informed him that he is in a handicap match against Authors of Pain. He goes, I don't have any gear. He goes, well, you'll manage or whatever. You'll find some. So we had that match set. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, the next match, though, was a qualifier match for the World Cup. Dolph Ziggler picking up the victory over Dean Ambrose, which uh, Seth Rollins tried to help Dean Ambrose here, but, uh, well, I mean, he basically he stopped Drew McIntyre, but Dean Ambrose, I guess, Ambrose didn't really see it. Well, I mean... He, he, yeah. shoved, he shoved Seth Rollins, I guess, maybe thinking it was McIntyre or Ziggler. I don't get that. I really didn't get that finish. So Ambrose, Seth Rollins is picking up Ambrose, and then Ambrose gives him a shove, doesn't even look at who he shoves, but gets right back into the ring to get hit with the finisher. Yeah. And then, I mean, yeah, this is just stupid. Then the Ambrose, entire thing with the shield is stupid. Ambrose and Rollins had a little shove off at the top of the entranceway, and, and Roman Reigns came out, got in between of them. In between of them? Nice. In between them. And Baron Corbin came out and made Dogs of War versus The Shield as the main event, which, like, completely makes no sense. Nope. Not at all. But next up, you had Finn Balor pick up the victory over Jinder Mahal. Big thing out of this is (laughs) you got the Singh brothers back together. Samir Singh made his return here, which I think went... Uh, I kind of went, I feel like it went unnoticed uh, almost. I 
agree with you. I think that this could have been something fun to like, play not with. Even, not even fun, though, but, like, if if you're having a Sing brother return after whatever many months of injury and you have both of them there, as well as Alicia Fox, why not give Jinder the win via disqualification or, like, a distraction of sorts? I, 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 don't, I don't get that. I agree with you. I even you could have done a twin magic kind of deal. Well, you don't need what twin magic. That's not they're not in the match. No, but I mean, I don't. But in the match, you could have had them. You could have had something, and you didn't. Yeah. That's also, you did it. Bobby Lashley interrupted Finn Balor's celebration and spoke spoke trash to him. Nah. Which I, I thought was a very random segment, and. uh even more in underwhelming feud. That being I, Bobby, uh, Finn Balor and Jinder Mahal. Yeah. Well, next up, actually, Leo Rush by your side picking up victory over Tyler Breeze. Which surprisingly, it wasn't that much of a one-sided fight. No. But nothing of importance, really. No, not at all. Next up, you had Trish Stratus, some Stratus faction. And, and Lita. Yeah, and Cutting Lita. a promo on Alexa Bliss and Mickey James, uh, and they told them to come down to the ring, but uh, instead they left. And that was that. Yeah. So <laughs> what, what are your thoughts if uh, – if, I saw somewhere on the internet somebody said Trish and Lita are supposed to be staying around after the pay-per-view. Uh, as long as they don't carry the title. <laughs> you know, I don't understand the point of it. Well, but... keep in mind they're on Raw, and right now the champion is Ronda Rousey, and I don't really see either of them taking the title from Rousey. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of it, but it is what I, it I is. Wouldn't, I wouldn't mind. I think it could elevate a, a roster. I wouldn't mind it. I, I agree with you. It, but breathe, it breathes fresh air into... I guess I would have to see what they do. Um, I would have to see what their usage is. Authors of Pain up next defeated the Conquistador, um, who I didn't think was going to be Kurt Angle. But I thought it was funny because Kurt Angle was booked for this and said he didn't have gear. Yeah. So, but I, I did not think this was going to be Kurt Angle. Uh, I think they kind of made it seem like it was because there was a uh, singlet. You could see a singlet underneath. But the uh, the body type just wasn't right for Kurt Angle. And uh, they unmasked. Jordan. No, they unmasked it and uh, it was just some random dude and Kurt Angle ended up hitting Baron Corbin with a an Olympic slam on the on the entranceway. Yeah. So I guess at some point we're probably going to have Corbin versus Angle. Perhaps. Uh, next up, you had Natalia picking up the victory over Ruby Riot by DQ, though. Yeah. Uh, before the match, Sasha Banks returned. She was gone? Oh, yeah, she was. She was injured, yeah. Uh, and yeah. then uh, Sarah Logan caused that disqualification when she ran into the ring and broke up the sharpshooter. Mm-hmm. I thought it was weird. Before the match, they uh, they were backstage rubbing ketchup and mustard all over Natty's door. 
Like, yeah. Is that a weird? Is that a weird thing to like tear apart the backstage that? and do? Hey, I'm I'm who, going to. Uh, who says what? Ketchup and ketchup. Uh, wow. Ketchup. Ketchup <laughs> <laughs> and ketchup. <laughs> yeah. About that. Elias performed up next and got cut off by Apollo Cruz. So I assume uh, because he was not with Titus O'Neil that Titus Worldwide, Titus Worldwide Wide. is no more, which sucks. But um, if this is going to lead to a push for Apollo Cruz, I think that's cool. I know Elias is kind of just floating there right now, but Elias, uh, not Elias, Apollo Cruz never really got that big opportunity. Like, he was supposed to have this big push at Monday Night Raw. Like, Shane goes, oh, there's such a great person to have or whatever. Not Shane. Was it Shane? Yeah, Shane. Back when he was the general manager of Monday Night Raw. But uh, it never it never really happened. Or commissioner of Monday Night Raw. No, it never happened. Not yet, at least. Um, hopefully it does at some point. Yeah. Uh, main event, though, S.H.I.E.L.D., Defeated Braun Strowman, Dolph Ziggler, and Drew McIntyre. It's weird, though, because when they announced this match, it was kind of like... Fast forward from that moment to this moment, it it honestly felt like I missed a giant chunk of the show. Yeah. Like, this match just made no sense whatsoever. I yeah. I guess the only, I agree with you, the only but... thing that it that it accomplished was showing Braun Strowman beat up Dolph Ziggler, and then uh, Drew McIntyre hit Braun Strowman with the Claymore. Although Drew McIntyre did leave Ziggler in the ring by himself, they are tag team champions. Yeah, maybe they've... maybe this is leading to the Shield becoming champions. I have no idea. Yeah, they've been really going back and forth for the past time, and it's kind of weird, like. You had the shield. Them trying to convince the shield that they should break up. Yet, they are the ones that are teasing the breakup. Dow and I don't really, I don't understand why we're having all of these breakups. It makes yeah. no sense to me. But, but that was end of the match. Raw. Yeah, end of the match. I liked a lot though. Why? I don't know. I, I liked everything that was taking place on the outside. Oh, I heard uh, you talking about the triple power bomb. Oh no, I didn't care much about that. But everything leading up to it, I thought was interesting. So it was fun. Tuesday hosted uh, SmackDown 1000 in Washington D.C. Uh, it opened up with Truth TV, featuring our Truth and Carmella. I think the uh, the dance break got over big time. That was huge. Yeah, fans were chanting for it more and more, and Truth goes, ah, I don't have all night, can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, although then he ended up doing it, but they, they introduced their first guest who, I don't know if she was actually going to be their guest or not, but I... Stephanie McMahon came out and kind of... Uh, what makes you think say that? That she, you, I don't know if she was their actual guest. Yeah. Um. Well, because the way she kind of like talk down to them what do you mean well she spoke down about them in the show and she goes oh this is like there's no way a show should open uh, uh, a show so big should open with this segment or whatever that led to Shane McMahon coming out they argued and Vince McMahon came out and he goes WWE stands for entertainment or the E stands for entertainment 
and that led to them doing a dance break, and that was that segment. But I don't, that's I don't why know. I don't think I don't know if Stephanie McMahon was the actual planned guest or if she just interrupted or whatnot. I, I do like the fact that she was on, considering she was the first general manager of SmackDown. Yeah, and it was a ent- very entertaining segment. The last thing I thought that Vince McMahon was going to say was <laughs> dance break. Yeah. Once uh, he did, I popped for that. It was a good spot for R-Truth and Carmella. Oh, it definitely was. And I I love the fact, like, I liked how Stephanie McMahon was playing such a heel towards R-Truth where she was just like, enjoy it while it lasts or whatever she said to him in regards to the chance. Yeah. And, but even though I felt like it was also putting them over because it's you have an ultimate heel of Stephanie McMahon putting down a baby face of R-Truth and Carmella. And that's only going to factor – that's only going to add to more cheering for them. So I think that Stephanie was also playing the fans a lot, and it was it was a lot of fun, that segment. Yeah. Next match, I Next totally match. botched this. First match. Yeah, you, first you, match. You what? I totally botched this one. Because huh? first you tweeted out saying about you predicted everything with the dance break. And oh, then, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, then I go ahead and I – see this card and i'm like usos taking on aj styles and daniel bryan well all right we know who's gonna win this match i tweeted that out and i was incorrect so oh i thought this match was kind of dumb i didn't get it i thought the match itself the match itself was good i just didn't get it because the usos are out here kind of acting like heels but they're still face i never saw them as face though no, I think they're... Why do you see them as... And mm. also, I don't think that we really have heel and faces anymore. I disagree with that. And I think... I kind of think they were faces. But, but why? Uh, I just... They they just were. I always viewed them as heel. No. What, what makes you say that they're faces? Look at the Mixed Match Challenge. Yeah, they're they, a Mixed Match been, Challenge. They've been faces for, for, for months. I... Ever since that feud with uh, New Day. Yeah, I would consider. I always view them as heels. Nah, dude. Ever since the feud with they the don't New go Day ahead, and the mutual respect, they've been. They don't go ahead. Go faces. ahead playing with the crowd. Nah, they've been faces. They haven't been on SmackDown to play with the crowd. They, they don't give high fives. The Usos are faces. They don't give high fives, dude. The you Usos gotta give a high five. Are face. faces? No, they don't, and don't give a high five. I feel like they could have put anybody else in this match like an actual ha- a heel tag team or, or face tag team to face the Usos or something or to face Brian and and, and AJ like why you Cien Almas wasn't even on the show you could have had to be uh, this next big thing you could have had Cien Almas teaming up with Shelton San- Benjamin what about Sanity you could have had Sanity you could have had uh, Guns and Gallows you, you could have even had the Colognes they, they returned recently-ish yeah, instead you have the heels that be in the Usos. Like how do you through. leave how do you leave Andrade Cien Amas off that show? Nah. But you had AJ Styles accidentally knock into uh Daniel Bryan and uh Daniel Bryan turned around and walked right into a double super kick. No. Nah. I'm still confused of why how we could disagree on the Usos face or heel. Yeah, I mean I don't you're wrong, but I think that you're wrong. No, you can ask Ooh. anybody on the internet. They'll tell you their face. We're definitely if you watch Mixed things. Match Challenge or any other match of theirs, they are face. They're playing to the crowd. Do you, have they given high fives? You don't have to high five to be a crowd favorite. Dude, show me a high five. No. Or it'll be good. 
Seth Next Rollins up. doesn't high five, and he's a face. He does high five. No, Roman he, Reigns doesn't high five, and he's a face. Of course he does. He always no, does. No, he doesn't. He does it when he walks through the crowd all the time. Backstage, they showed General Manager Page uh, talking, and uh, Vicky Guerrero was there, and then in danced Teddy Long. Holla, holla, holla. Followed by uh, Johnny Ace, John Laurinaitis. It was a fun segment to see the past uh, general managers of SmackDown. Maybe they could have tossed in Paul Heyman. Maybe. Is that asking too much? I don't know. I don't think so. I don't know if he would have fit in there. Well, you just, like, walked in and, like, be like, this is stupid or something like that. Yeah. So they they kind of played up the whole night that Paige, Vicky Guerrero, Teddy Long, and Johnny Ace worked together to put together matches. Almost it seemed like. Um, but up next, you didn't even have a match. You had Evolution making their big SmackDown debut and return to WWE, um, which Randy Orton basically trashed Evolution, and then which I can you explain that to me? I yeah I don't. I guess, yeah, I don't know. I get, I don't get it. Yeah, I, like, you, you you have Evolution come out. You've been playing them up and everything. And then Randy Orton comes out just to bash Evolution. And then they, and then at the end of it, they're still hugging each other and stuff like that. But I don't understand what the point of the bashing was. I mean, you also, you had Batiste. I mean, I guess it's the current character of Randy Orton. But then you had Batiste well, like, I didn't I mean, care. you had Batista kind of teased the match with Triple H, saying that Triple H has never pinned him. So maybe that's going to be a thing. I don't know. No. But uh, I think it was a waste of an evolution reunion, uh, especially since they've never been on SmackDown. It could have been other people I... in this segment. It could have, I mean, even more so, they could have used evolution to put over other talent. I just don't understand why they chose Evolution for this. Yeah. Four wrestlers that have never been together on SmackDown. Why are you putting... Like, it's like they could... Because they couldn't get The Rock. And they couldn't get Austin. I mean, Chris like, Jericho, did you even, like... Apparently, they didn't even ask Jericho. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm surprised that you went with Evolution, who is not a SmackDown uh, stable. And... You kind of waste you. You don't kind of. You do waste it. You have the Orton being the heel, and it just looked very sloppy. It looked like you just had four friends in the ring, just nonchalantly not caring about something. Ric Flair, I assume, looked like every single old person from the '90s in Florida ever. <laughs> that seems pretty accurate. I did. I was happy to see uh, Batista on wrestling uh, WWE television again, looking like uh, Daredevil. <laughs> yeah, With I can see glasses. that. Yeah. Um, but next up, but you had... Also, I have to say, that Evolution shirt was dumb when they released it the last time they got back together. With the skeletons, this time yeah. they added flair to it. Even, it's just... I, I, I'll never get that shirt. I, not, not, like, purchase it. I will never understand that shirt. I always thought it was dumb. I think that there's so many other better, bigger... More uh, well-known SmackDown people that could have been used on here. I mean, you could have had Rhino. Dude, not even Rhino. Like, why Rhino? Because he gored Jericho? 
Yeah, I would have been fine. I would have been more happy with Rhino than Evolution. Now, even more so, I, I, if we're talking about people being left off the card, Funaki is SmackDown's number one announcer. How do you not have him backstage doing an interview of or anything like that? I, I, I just I don't get it. I'm I'm with I'm with you on this. I yeah, it really just didn't make sense to me. So whatever the the first the next match I should say was for the World Cup uh, qualifying match. You had Miz defeating Rusev, so uh, this leaves only one more opportunity on SmackDown to not have everyone be from the United States in that World Cup. Uh, Kurt Angle was on commentary, which I, I liked because he was also a former general manager. Also, how did you not invite Taz to the show? Nah. I think Taz was such a prominent part of SmackDown that, like, he should have 100% been on. Where's Mick Foley? I know Foley's doing a spot at the, the Prudential Center, I think, tomorrow night with Hawkins and ooh, somebody else I don't remember for WWE night for the Devils. I, I was hoping that they were going to play the Beautiful People. Oh, yeah. The old Manson song on there. Well, it would have been cool to hear other theme songs, but uh, that didn't Yeah, happen. maybe every time you took a break when you come back. Yeah, could have played uh, Step Up, uh, Enemy, I think it's called, by Green Day. Mm-hmm. Or Know Your Enemy. But uh, Miz defeated Rusev really quick due to uh, a distraction from Aiden English, who got kicked in his uh, nether regions. But this, I, I just, I didn't like this. This was dumb. Did they even have JBL? Nah, JBL wasn't there. Right? I, I feel like JBL would have been a good fit for it. A real good fit for SmackDown would be JBL. Yeah, I mean, Batista, JBL, Undertaker, um, I guess Randy Orton. Lesnar would have been fine too. Lesnar was the king of SmackDown as well at one point. Hogan was. They showed Mr. America in a picture with Roddy Piper. Yeah, I, I did notice that. I was kind of surprised and happy at the same time to see that inclusion. Um, yeah, you can go on and on about things that really were left off with this show. Uh, whatever. What can you do? Yeah, uh, but I really I don't I don't get the quick roll up for Miz. I, I just I I don't understand that win. Yeah. But Rusev attacked Aiden English after the match, and that was the end of that. Yeah. If nice. you blinked, you missed the entire segment. Yeah, minute 21. Uh, backstage, Edge was uh, speaking to Kurt Hawkins. You couldn't actually hear what they were saying, but it was basically a conversation about them. Uh, Zack Ryder, I guess, looked like he was calling Kurt Hawkins, and they were probably discussing whether or not they should answer the phone. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought that was funny. A little Edgehead reunion there. Uh, yeah. But, but I, I, the, the main reason for Edge being there was the cutting edge. What were you going to say? No, I, I needed you to point it out to me because I was walking around my house and I saw I saw Hawkins and Edge, but I didn't see his phone. Yeah. So I needed you to actually point that out to me. But, yeah. So he had the cutting edge with Becky Lynch on there. Basically saying he sees a lot of himself in her and told her that she shouldn't be doing the things that that she's doing because she'll lose friends and she won't 
basically she won't get where she wants to be or whatever. Yeah, and then she'll which, she'll regret it when she gets there. Which is dumb because Edge still a- Edge still talks to his best friend, still does a show with his best friend. Edge he's a Hall of Famer. He's a Hall of Famer, yeah. Because everything all of his everything actions- he's saying not to do got him into the Hall of Fame and it's just like that makes no sense. Don't don't tell her not to do that if if you're in the Hall of Fame for doing that. I yeah I was I'm on your side. Everybody else was freaking out, thinking that it was amazing. I'm over here frustrated that it's not making sense to me. But Charlotte came out and uh, attacked Becky. They had the the pull apart brawl. Well, Road well, agents came out. Before that, I I popped for her comment to Edge about be careful uh, as you're going through the ropes. You don't want to break your neck. Or oh, that I that like comment. Didn't even hear that. Really? Yeah, Becky Lynch dug deep with that one. Uh, I, I that liked I like liked the segment overall. I agree. I like the segment overall. I didn't really understand the promo part, but I'm happy that Becky was giving the spotlight with Edge. Yeah. Next up, you ended up having the tag team titles on the line. Uh, tag team title match, The Bar, picking up the victory over New Day. Uh, Big E and Xavier Woods. Um, which I with the, just the help don't care. <laughs> yeah with the help of the big show who so, it wouldn't be an official celebration without a big show heel turn yeah it's so. heel face heel face which he has to have the record for the the most heel turns and face turns without a doubt in such quick quick times as well quick uh spans of time but you had Jerry Lawler and Booker T out on the New Day pancake commentary table calling commentary here. And at one point it looked like the bar were going to put uh, Kofi Kingston through the table. Big Show comes down. Looks like he's making the save. Then choke slams Kofi through the table. I, I really liked uh, Big E's reaction to this too. He was just stone face, just like total shock. And then turned around, low kick. I don't quite understand New Day losing the titles here, unless like they want something big for Saudi Arabia. Maybe they looked over their card and they're like, "Oh, we don't have enough title changes, or we don't have any title changes." I, I assume it's still in Saudi Arabia, Crown Jewel. Nobody knows. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah. So they're the bar now five time tag team champions. Um, up next, John Cena had they had a pre-recorded phone promo about SmackDown 1000. I like that. Uh, he mentioned a lot of people from SmackDown history, and uh, also Edge was on the top of that list that I was naming before with mm. Kings of SmackDown. Um, Who? Edge. Oh, oh, oh. like Edge, yeah. Batista, Orton, Brock, Eddie Guerrero, Rey Mysterio, JBL, JBL. Undertaker, Booker T. Uh, I would put Booker T up there. There was a long time where he was. Uh, I'm trying to think. I don't remember much from SmackDown wise like that. Yeah, I, I, as I've far as like solid split. like brand split people. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but definitely Edge, uh, CM Punk, maybe a little bit, Jeff Hardy, Jericho. Uh, yeah, but, but I think like the biggest person is The Rock. Yeah, which he sent out a tweet, and they they showed that. I'm surprised that they didn't do a video promo, a video thing for him. Yeah. 
They did one for John Cena, yeah. who sent well, in a little promo about it. Why, I don't know why Cena couldn't actually be there, but I'm fine with the way that they had the promo and everything, but it's weird. He's now a uh, New York Times number one bestseller with his children's book. Is he? Elbow Grease. Yeah, you can pick it up at your local stores. I, I will go do that. Um, and there's signed copies floating around somewhere, too. I, I don't know the website, but if you're into mm-hmm. signed uh, autographed copies of books and stuff, you could probably find it yourself. Um, up next, you had for the World Cup qualifying match, Rey Mysterio defeats Shinsuke Nakamura. So that leaves zero people from outside the United States in the World Cup tournament. Um, I, I saw a lot of people complaining about this match. I was pleased with it. I wish there was more, but... I agree with you. I saw everybody was saying that they were disappointed. Because I guess This was in, in fun some for sense, me. Yeah, but in some sense, I guess it was rushed. I mean, you noticed it was rushed. I, I noticed it was rushed, but... I, I feel like I noticed that the entire event was rushed because right. you had you had guys like you had a ton of uh, entrance entrances cut a ton. So I, I just, was very, I just thought it was nice to see them wrestle each other. I I was excited for this when even from the first lockup where you had Shinsuke just playing with Ray's mind and then they finally get together. I was a mark for the entire match. I really loved it. And we may be getting more of the matches, uh, of their matches together, because uh, at Starcade, it's currently booked that Shinsuke Nakamura will be taking on Rey Mysterio for the title. So, Yeah, I, I don't understand really what fans weren't too happy with this match about. Um, what was the other Starcade match we were going to say? Uh, they had the tag team title match. New Day. Oh yeah, New Day the versus bar. the Bar. Right. Yeah. Um, uh, but outside of this match, literally five minutes left of SmackDown, Undertaker comes out after his entrance. There were two minutes left. Yeah. Um, and it ended with him cutting the same exact promo that he and Kane cut on Monday Night Raw. All he needed was, was thirty live. seconds. Yeah. Instead of, like, whatever many minutes it was, he literally just stood there and said, DX, I have three words for you. Rest in peace. Same exact thing for Monday Night Raw. And that was it. Made no sense. I thought it was so stupid. Waste of Undertaker. SmackDown 1000 was 100% underwhelming. And I I think instead of having Mixed Match Challenge afterwards, they should have added a third hour. It's SmackDown 1000. Everything felt so rushed. I don't understand. Like the cameos. How many cameos were there? You had Barely the, the general managers. That's it. You had Evolution. That's it. Rey Mysterio yeah. returns to you the You had Jerry, to the Jerry Lawler. Yeah. I mean, I... I Edge, I, obviously. But it just... They did not do a good job at SmackDown 1000. Yeah, I oh, feel I'm like not, it I'm was... Not saying, I'm not saying the performers suck. Yeah, we, we get it. The writing. The creativity and the writing of this and the booking of this, it was just uh, underwhelming. Very underwhelming. I, I Very think they could have down. done so much more than the what The evolution did. could have been scrapped totally. That could be saved for Raw something because, you know, they're a Raw stable. So there's really no point for SmackDown 1000 to feature someone, a group from Raw. Um, but, you know, I don't know. If you take a look at... Uh... At Raw 1000, you had Rey Mysterio teaming up with Sheamus and Sin Cara to defeat 
Del Rio, Jericho, and Ziggler. Wait, what's this? Raw 1000. Okay. So that's like a normal match there. You had Brodus Clay with Dude Love, as well as the Funkadactyls, defeating Jack Swagger. So there's a cameo there in Dude Love. You had Miz defeat Christian to become the Intercontinental Champion. Lita made a, uh, a, a return in a no-GQ just... match to defeat Heath Slater. She had Animal, Bob Backlund, Bradshaw, oh, yeah. DDP, Doink, uh, Farouk, Rikishi, Roddy Piper, Sergeant Slaughter, Psycho, Sid, and Vader. And that, that was the first time that she was in the WWE for a long, very long time, I think. For a while, yeah. But like that's what... Well, I wouldn't say a very long time. It, it took place in 2012. Um... When did she last compete there? Maybe 2009? Maybe 2009? That's still four. I mean... Maybe even less than that, 2007-ish. But, but even still, I think... But they had all of that leading up. Like, all of those legends dealt with Heath Slater leading up to that. I was at an episode of Monday Night Raw where they had Roddy Piper with Cindy Lauper and Wendy Richter. And that's when... Uh, uh, Cindy Lauper smashed the album over Heath Slater's head. Yeah, I was actually not a fan of that segment. I, I thought it was cool, but and then you had John Cena defeat CM Punk via disqualification, which okay. was that was John Cena's Money in the Bank cash in match, which he lost the the cash in. So what's the point of this? But I'm saying like they're like those matches all look normal and stuff, but you had, I, I feel like there were way more things that like I'm like you had Brothers of Destruction make the appearance. You had The Rock make an appearance. So it's like Raw 1000, you had DX do stuff there. So, yeah, like, they 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 utilized that, it a lot more. So, I don't it, know. It was just a very letdown smackdown. They hyped it up. Uh, I think the best thing that they, I mean, they had good moments, but I expected a lot more. Yeah. Even and, something and, and as I simple as Funaki could have been better. And I still say that Rey Mysterio versus Shinsuke Nakamura was a good match. Yeah, I, I, I don't have a problem with that match at all. Yeah, I, I think that the fans that are complaining about it are just complaining for the sake of complaining. That was a good match. So, SmackDown 1000 wasn't exactly what we had hoped for. But I know a lot of people also uh, were upset with Raw 1000 that Steve Austin wasn't there, but... He was out due to injury, I believe. But the 25th anniversary of Monday Night Raw was was pretty dope. Here well, and there, I should yes. say. It wasn't as a whole. It was was a garbage show. I agree with you. <laughs> I, I, Which I, it was still, trash. I still don't understand how that Raw 25 arena didn't make it into 2K18. No, no. You well, we'll just have give to us wait the, for... the hand center, bro. Come on. We'll have to wait a little bit longer till they do another uh, monumentous... Raw or SmackDown, but hey, Dave, I mean, any next, shameless next plugs? Year, well, next year we're going to have SmackDown 20. Nobody cares, dude. Well, I, you shouldn't say nobody cares. Raw 20 was a big thing, I think, if I remember correctly. Was it? I think so. I mean, Raw 10, Raw 10 was definitely a big thing. Because uh, I remember they released the figures for it and everything. They probably will, but I don't care for that. Nobody celebrates the 20th. It's 25th. Of course you celebrate the 20th. Mm. All right. Why wouldn't, why wouldn't you celebrate the 20th? Shameless.
shameless plugs. Make sure you go check out Jerry Lynn on Twitter. He has finally decided to join Twitter. Make sure you give him a follow at It's Jerry Lynn. He's a former guest of our podcast. We conducted an interview with him when he was on his retirement tour, in retirement tour. And a great guy. Really great person, and uh, you should go give him a follow. Yeah, one of the uh, the most favorite people of mine that I've met through pro wrestling. Yeah, real, just because uh, how nice. Like we were clearly garbage doing interviews, but he he was really <laughs> he was really good. Yeah, hey, I I think we we've uh, stepped up our interviewing. Yeah, I think I think we did uh, a really good job last week on episode four hundred one. You could hear it with Mike yeah, Kingston. I gotta say, I think that in my profession, I've. Uh, learned how to do interviews a little bit because of interviewing uh, having to interview patients oh, okay. I've, yeah I feel like because in my field I've had to to practice I had to speak to so many patients and just go through interviewing process and try to think properly and clearly in my mind and try to just get to the point and stuff like that so I feel like that has really helped improve my ability to conduct interviews and I'm, I really hope that in the future we'll be able to conduct a few more but next up make sure you go check out Andy um, we, she's an illustrator and artist that Brandon and I met at Comic Con she's an amazing person really really awesome amazing art that you should go check out go give her a follow on Twitter at Andy underscore Desi that's A-N-D-I-E underscore D-E-S-I. You could also go check out andydesi.com. And you could go check us, check her out on Instagram at andydesiart. Also, make sure you go check out Anthony Bowens. You may have just seen him appear on Impact Wrestling. He has a new t-shirt coming out. The Five Tool Player and Five Tool Pride t-shirts. Uh, both of them, the it's going to be 25%. Oh, just the pride one. The 25% of five tool pride t-shirt sales are going to be donated to the LGBT center, uh, at New York, uh, New York city. So go check him out. If you see him live in action, make sure you purchase one of these t-shirts and go support Anthony Bowens. Uh, give him a follow on Twitter at Bowens underscore official. And, uh, Hey Brandon, you got any, uh, shout outs? I'm Louie Anderson. Survey says Brandon shout-outs. Eddie Guerrero gets the first shout-out. WWE released a mini-documentary about him and his effect on the SmackDown brand. Uh, You can watch it on YouTube. And I I suggest everybody check it out. I know Eddie Guerrero is definitely missed. Yeah, I, I feel like he was missing from SmackDown so much. Yeah, know? I kept I kept waiting for um for Batista to mention Eddie Guerrero, but that didn't happen. I, I believe John Cena brought up Guerrero. Um Edge might have I think Edge did. I don't maybe not John Cena then. I I don't know. But uh and I, I was I thought maybe Aiden English would have some sort of tribute to Eddie on his on his tights, but Yeah, I really I really you kind of on shows like this, you unfortunately you notice who's not there. Yeah. Uh, next up goes to the Phil Collins song "You'll Be in My Heart" because I I kind of marked out for that to hear it That's live. A good, it's a good song. Yeah, it's a song from Tarzan. 
And it's an awesome song. And I, I don't think there are many like Disney songs that I've been able to hear live. So that was I feel like you've cool. heard a lot live. Not not really though. I mean, outside of like if you go to the the Aladdin on Broadway, you'll hear whatever Jafar parts in that show you'll hear live because it's Jonathan Freeman, it's the same actor. Okay. So that's cool. But outside of that, like we heard Life is a Highway from Rascal Flats which was used in Cars. Uh-huh. Um, you would count that? Yeah, I mean, because it was like, I'm pretty sure they did that song just for Cars, no? No, I, I think it was out before that. Because mm. remember, I mean, Life is a Highway is a is a remake song. Right, right. Tom Cochran did the original. Life is a Highway. I don't. I, I thought I thought for sure you would say I'm gonna ride it. <laughs> Life is a Highway. 2000 I'm gonna write it Rascal Flats they recorded a cover for Pixar animated film cars what was it for oh you just yeah it was for, for, it was for the movie yeah alright um I, I mean I heard Demi Lovato it was like the after credit version of Let It Go uh huh I heard um, I don't know See, it's like there's there's not many that many there's not many Disney songs that I've heard live, mm-hmm. so it's cool when I get to hear one. Yeah. Uh, another one that I did get to hear was uh, "I Put a Spell on You," which was from Hocus Pocus from Bette Midler. And that's cool. Which Hocus and she was in the full gimmick and everything, so that was cool. But Hocus Pocus is getting the last shout out as free form. I mentioned before they had the thirty one nights of Halloween. I think it airs basically every day on Freeform. But um, on Halloween, they have a marathon of Hocus Pocus from 11.30 a.m. until midnight. And in between, they're going to be airing the 25th anniversary Halloween bash, which I believe features a reunion of some of the cast members, which actually debuts on Freeform this Saturday at 8.15 after Hocus Pocus airs. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're a Hocus Pocus Mark, check it out on Freeform this Saturday. That's um, that's that's pretty cool. I still think that one of the best cosplays I saw was Billy. I'm disappointed that they didn't do that 25th anniversary panel like was randomly announced and then randomly canceled. Yeah, it was weird. It was like everything there was 25th anniversary. Well, I mean, it's a big thing. The 25th anniversary of Nightmare Before Christmas, Boy Meets um, World... Uh, um, Lewis and Clark. Why do you keep saying Lewis and Clark? I don't know why. Lewis and Clark. That was really 25 years? Yeah. Jeez. Now Dean Kane is like the king of Lifetime or whatever. Is he? <laughs> Maybe. One of those movies. I think <laughs> he's in a lot of those films. But now it's time for Our... is right our mark out moment of the week um i definitely i said it during my shout outs hearing phil collins sing you'll be in my heart was awesome i was definitely worried when i looked at 
other set lists of Phil Collins prior to this tour because You'll Be In My Heart was not on the set list. Mm -hmm. So I'm pretty sure for the first time since like 2006 he played this live. So it would have been cool to hear songs from Brother Bear too, but I could live with You'll Be In My Heart. I, I would love for Elton John to sing Circle of Life, Can You Feel The Love Tonight? I just can't wait to be king, but I've accepted the fact that that's not going to happen. Yeah. Uh, do you have any mark out moment of the week? Yeah, I totally marked out for uh, a ton of appearances on Impact Wrestling. Um, yeah, Dave Destruction, Dave Sergio, he was on Impact Wrestling. You also had the Beach Bums, Heavily Bodies, Anthony Bowens, and Sean Donovan, all out of WrestlePro. Yeah, really awesome to see that. Yeah, so I, I definitely I marked out for all of that. Um, also, I definitely marked out with that quick spot before the cutting edge with Hawkins and Edge. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I didn't expect to see Kurt Hawkins because Hawkins is a Raw superstar. Uh-huh. So it was nice, a, a, a nice little addition since Kurt Hawkins was pretty prominent with Edge during that whole Edgehead run with uh, La Familia, with Chavo, um, Vicky... Uh, who else was in that? Luther Reigns, maybe? <laughs> was Luther Reigns in that? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but uh, that's our that's our show, folks. Episode 402 in the books. Check out past and present episodes on MarkingOut.com, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play. If you like us so much, you could like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash MarkingOut. You could follow us on Twitter at MarkingOut. You can also follow me at BTTG161. You can follow Chris at Chris Sweendog. You can follow Dave at DaveTheRave underscore MO. If you like watching YouTube videos, go down a rabbit hole one day. Go to YouTube.com slash MarkingOut11. YouTube was, in fact, down today or yesterday, one of the two, but now it's back, back in full force. I think it was last night it went down and everyone freaked out. Yeah, I didn't even know about that. Yeah, I, well, I, I definitely was well aware of it. I was trying to listen to music and then went away. That wasn't a good noise. I tried to do the, why isn't it working? Hmm. There we go. Ah, much better. <laughs> I tried to do that. Um, what else did I miss? ProWrestlingTees.com slash marking out if you want to purchase a t-shirt. Uh, and that's, uh, that's about it. Now it's time to say we wish you the... <laughs> best best of luck, luck in your future endeavors. endeavors. Have a fantastic.